0: Hey everyone, before we start this podcast, I would just like to offer my condolences to Mark Mueller, Um passed away a couple weeks ago. Um, he was a huge part of the bowling community, and we miss him, and we wish his family the best, and bo- the bowling family is a very tight community, and uh, his passing definitely hits us um, where it hurts, so um, just thought I would offer our condolences before we start this podcast. Thanks. Hey, welcome everybody to 5 Pin Universe's 25th podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Kerry Kreitz. We have the usuals, Adam Weber, Tim Wiseman, and Dexter. And special guest for the 25th anniversary, Greg DeGrazia from Thunder Bay, Ontario. You guys don't understand how much he had to beg to get on, but we we brought him on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We made sure to wait... For this monumental moment, yeah, to so get I him on he, a <laughs> very deserving, yeah, absolutely. Mitch was busy. <laughs> uh,
0: Greg was Timmins Invitational 2019 champion, uh, 2015 Heritage Traditional champion, and 2015 Open Singles champion for Canada. Um, actually, we'll we'll start on that. The Open Nationals was just a few weeks ago. Um, Greg DeGrazia was. Uh, Undefeated going into his last match of the round robin, um, pretty cool to see. You don't see uh, in the men's division a guy going undefeated for that at least that many games. It was seventeen and one, right, Craig?
2: Yeah, seventeen
3: and one.
0: Yeah, pretty crazy.
3: All, all at anchor, I'm assuming too. Yeah, I played anchor the whole tournament. Yeah, it's ridiculous.
2: And then I ran into Adam Weber. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry, sorry dude I guess one the notes we should hit on um, Alberta Men's won gold Alberta Ladies won gold And um, Alberta lady- bronze. Yeah, Alberta Mix got bronze Who won the mixed division? Uh,
3: Quebec. Quebec Quebec,
0: yeah
1: Absolutely
0: And then Adam won singles and ladies was? Yes. Megan Calcan. know. How does it feel, Adam, to be, uh, win back-to-back open national golds?
3: Ah, pretty phenomenal. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's quite <coughs> difficult in, in the single side of it after the first two days. Uh, honestly thought Max had a kind of insurmountable, uh, lead there going into the final day. And I, uh, kind of came out flying at him uh, through 435 to start and uh, gained about 220 or 230 on him uh, that first game and uh, just kind of kept the momentum. He had a pretty struggling day, unfortunately, Uh, but uh, was able to get that top seed and got really lucky in the final against him. A big barn burner, like 207, 201 or something in the final. So I'm sure that was real good for the uh, the viewership. Uh, But I know... Uh, the uh, the ladies' side was definitely much more competitive. Uh, Megan shot really, really well. Uh, I believe uh, Sam Sitar also uh, shot really well uh, in the early stages of that to, to, to get to the finals. So um, very, very deserving uh, champions on both sides, to be honest. Um,
0: yeah, just watching on some of the live feeds, uh, some of the competition was obviously Going to be top notch since it's a national. Um, but we were fortunate enough to see uh, probably a national record on the quickest pull. <laughs> is is
1: fortunate really the right word for that? Well, for the viewers,
0: it was,
4: <laughs>
0: yeah,
5: maybe not so much for myself,
0: but <laughs> <laughs> if people didn't watch, it's still on uh. Facebook, you can look it up, but uh, there was a pull it from Northern Ontario. Um, you could tell the, the bowler was very nervous. Uh, <laughs> not not sure if the, the pull should have been that early, but uh, definitely something that people were talking about after, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, he probably could have used a couple more frames.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a tough situation, right? Was it his first time in that situation?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, first time I'm bowling... Any national event. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if he's had any prior, even provincial competition. I think he's old, bold YBC, um, bold zones. That's about it. Okay. Yeah. So
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally understand being nervous. Hopefully it doesn't deter him. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's not often you get to see that situation.
4: <laughs> no. Uh,
1: <laughs> for, for, for the <laughs> listeners out there, it was two balls. He had two balls went, and got yanked.
2: He went <laughs> deuce and then the other deuce.
3: <laughs> but Phil came in and, uh, and he, cleaned he cleaned it up. So cleaned it, it up. So, yeah. Yeah, still 15. He, yeah, I mean, uh, actually, I, I can't believe how many deuces I saw out there. Marcus Borkowski must have had about a dozen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, at least. Oh, he was always oh, right? It was big, big, big scores. Uh, but yeah, the, the, a ton there. I, I saw way more than I would have ever expected. Uh, mm-hmm. Since the uh, the the galaxy lanes were uh, were definitely extremely dry, uh, so you can understand you know balls kind of getting away a little bit there. But uh, I, I saw him throwing quite a few over a Scottsdale too, which were pretty greased up. So that's mm-hmm. just tough timing. No, the approaches were just terrible. That's why. Blame not it on consistent. the
1: approaches.
3: Yeah. yeah not consistent. <laughs> <laughs> lane lane five of line. Yeah. Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <that's laughs> lane five of Scottsdale tried to kill a couple of people. Oh, yeah, ter- I stuck there, ter- there a couple times. Terrible approach.
1: Yeah. Uh, I guess at the end of the day, it
5: shows we're all human. It happens at the highest level, too. Yeah. I think uh, I think Adams' win gives him the first three-time champion ever in singles. I don't think there's a
3: three-time champ. Looking at the uh, stats book, no, there's there's one other uh, out of uh, Newfoundland. Uh, what's that gentleman's name? Not Terry Blake. Terry Blake. Okay. Yeah, so Terry Terry has three. Um, there's uh, there's only one other male who'd won back to back. Uh, gentleman of Ontario, first name was Jim. I uh, can't remember the last name. And then uh, Jennifer uh, Marshall Smith on the the ladies' side uh, mm-hmm. also had back to back.
1: Does that mean no retirement for you?
3: Still trying.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> now I'm going to go take down Masters with you guys. Yeah, yeah, looking
1: forward to that. That'll be a good time.
3: Triple gold. I can't can't imagine. There's too many out there, so it's uh, it's an opportunity that definitely motivates not only myself but oh, hopefully my team to to keep going too.
1: Oh, we're gonna do it for the team. We're not gonna do it for you. No, I, <laughs> g- I agree.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely motivated. It's gonna be fun. It should be it should be a, a good event. I really like our team. Um, yeah, really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Can't believe that's only like a. Week and a half away. A week away. Week and a half. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's being held in Gatineau, right? <coughs> yeah, we're in Gatineau this year. Yeah.
1: I'm excited. That's the that's the last province I have to play in. So, got them all covered now. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Maybe play some duckpin in there too.
2: What lanes are you guys playing up?
1: Mm, Anik, uh, Parry, and Kingpin,
3: too? Kingpin, Kingpin, yeah. 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 That'll be interesting. Anik was a, a very odd house last year. Yeah. Um, hope, uh, honestly, I, I truly hope that, you know, they made those improvements uh, throughout this year to, to, to fix... Uh, a couple of the issues that were out there. Uh, hope they slather a little bit of oil out there too. Would be helpful. Um, <laughs> ju- ju- just to get a little bit of consistency on the lanes.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. you don't you don't want to lay the ball down there. That's for sure. Jump up and bite I the <laughs> the loft guards.
5: Uh, I heard um, speaking with uh, Sheila Carr out there that uh, Perry's the probably the the toughest center of them all. Um, she said it, it's tough scoring but it's still fair but uh it's dry though there too I think I think that's the one the max place out of her came out of um well is...
0: from what I remember last year they were all pretty dry I think that's just the way they dress the lanes
5: fair fair yeah, we're only
3: um... on the we're only on the four lanes there so <laughs> yeah I don't remember dr being all that dry to be honest i i, I thought it was Quite a, a high-scoring center, uh, very, very true center uh, in comparison to the others. Yeah, and I just won, remember, and, and it won there, so I, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Freddie.
5: <laughs> Freddie's listening um, to your
3: podcast.
1: <laughs> I just remember the humidity in Paris being an issue. I was watching there the other one year, and that's when. Uh, They had to shut off the air conditioners because it was condensing onto the approaches. So people were, like, flying over the foul line, sticking and flying. And it happened to, I think it was Heidi, Heidi Mapstone, where she she needed, like, 15 to win the gold medal. And her first ball, she goes up and she hit that spot and she hammered on it, flew over the foul line and picked a deuce. So now she has to like come back from that, spare it, and then get a strike so that to get her fifteen.
5: Amazing! It did it. Wow, it's crazy. Yeah. I think that was a two-three match. I remember, uh, but anyways, it it, yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: Um, but, I, this past weekend was the four hundred North tournament hosted by Bayshore Lanes in Midland, Midland Ontario. Um, Mike Torville was a big part of orchestrating that tournament. Um, They got to 90 entries in June for a cash tournament. Uh, It's pretty unheard of. Sometimes uh, starting tournaments, especially during the middle of the bowling season, struggle to get to those numbers. So, um, Pretty cool to see on Facebook. Bobby Torville ended up winning, beating Sylvain Bersier in the final. Um, Al Paquette from Timmins made a deep run. I think Mitch made a deep run in there as well. Um, Greg, you didn't get a chance to make it out to that tournament, I'm guessing.
2: No, it's a bit far for me to go. Um, you know, if the numbers keep keep climbing, maybe one day I'll make it out there. Maybe next year, we'll see. Greg,
5: Greg's hardest problem. He said he couldn't find it on a map, so he didn't know where to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ontario is a
2: big place. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah. <laughs> I, I believe JP ringsberger made the final four on one side too i think on the b side you think he was in the final four yeah he played he played awesome um he,
1: he went down early and did some practice too uh and it sounds like that paid off um which which might lead us into the uh we don't uh, apparently, some of the meme pages are shutting down. But in honor of our meme of the week, I think it has to go to Alan Clark. Uh, it, it was it was posted. Uh, I think it, I think it was sent directly to JB too. But I I laughed hysterically. Uh, fantastic job, Alan! If you listen. Um, if not, people should go check that out. That was that was hilarious.
3: It was all in fun, I believe. So yeah, it was all
1: in good fun, for sure, for sure. They're obviously friends, so. Uh, yeah.
3: Yeah, Yeah. maybe Five Pin Universe
0: could uh, share that post. Yeah, we'll possibly look up look (laughs) it up and uh, share it as long as it's not uh, private between Alan. But uh, it's a mock Sports Illustrated cover, so it was pretty well done. Um, That definitely took some effort. That wasn't a ten minute hack job, that's for sure.
1: (laughs) And then speaking a guy.
3: (laughs) And speaking of JB. Uh, i I saw that uh, he shot was like twenty one eighty five or something to to guarantee a qualification in um what are your thoughts on him just throwing again the next day when he definitely did not need to
0: well j b there was there to support the tournament. It didn't matter what he was what it was gonna cost him and and I think if person makes that commitment and is willing to put that money to help boost the tournament numbers all. All for them. I think I, uh, that's a really
1: big part of it, but I also think he's he's a guy who really wants to take the next step too, um, and he's taking every opportunity he can to like try to improve his game. So I think that weighs in a lot of it too. He he wants to play those eight game shifts. He wants to come out to the WCBT events. Um, so just putting himself in that situation, I mean, it, it's money well spent. I think we've talked about that a few times where, uh, you know putting your money into these events doesn't mean you're throwing it away. Um, whether you make it or not with that shift or whatever, it, it's it's all about learning. So um,
5: I think that's probably some of the mindset he was taking with that for sure. I, I have to commend him. I, I actually commented when he said he made, shot that. I was like, why are you playing again? You shouldn't be playing again. For us out here, I mean, I guess one is another $200. I mean, for some of us that that adds a, up a little bit, but um, I do commend him on it. I mean, if he wants to support the tournament that way, I i mean, shows what kind of person he is. Um, but for just for me, I, I don't think I could run three shifts. <laughs> My body would be sore. I don't know how Sunday would go, right? So that's a big thing there. I mean, we saw Greg when Greg four shifted in Regina. He hated his life after the, <laughs> the four shift. I remember like that. He looked at me like you're on your deathbed, and I'd be the same way, right? And Yeah. And,
2: yeah. Yeah, I couldn't walk after bowling those four shifts. Yeah, didn't help that I bowled the Timmons Invitational the week before and bowled some 40 games or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. seems to be a trend having the four shifted at these cash tournaments. <laughs> I did the same thing at TPC, but luckily I made it on the fourth shift.
1: Proof <laughs> <Hey, laughs> if it works, red, red yeah, deer. I mean,
2: red Deer was way better. Yeah, red here was an improvement for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh...
5: But bless her uh, dear. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. I commend him on that. I just I think that I wouldn't have any gas on Sunday if it was, if, or not as much gas.
3: Right. But, yeah, I, I think I'm in the same mindset as well. I, uh, you know, great great to to make sure he gets those extra eight games in. Uh, but the wear and tear on the body, more, more the probably the fingers for, for somebody like himself. He he's pretty, you know, compact bowler. I, I don't think he, he'd waste a whole lot of energy when he's when he's throwing. Um, so I don't think you know the stamina side of it'd be so bad. It's just probably, you know, saving those fingers in extra eight games for Sunday. That that'd be my personal worry about throwing mm-hmm. extra eight games
5: but he proved us wrong. I mean, he, he, he played pretty well on Sunday. So,
3: No, absolutely. Well, yeah. you know, the, and on, on the flip side, uh, he had a really struggle eight-game shift when he did replay, right? Yeah. And that, that could have really went south mentally uh, mm-hmm. as well. Like, you're on such a high, and then uh, all of a sudden you get that that low. Um, could, could have been anything on Sunday, to be honest. Right, absolutely.
1: Yeah, let's yeah, show some, you know some mental strength there for sure.
5: Dexter, while you're at uh, we're at Father's Day brunch you <laughs> oh, have a right. phone call from your rule book from actually from this event.
1: Yeah, uh, Dexter's rulebook corner. So <laughs> apparently uh, this is a thing.
4: <laughs>
1: uh, so yeah, I guess we can go right into that. Uh, it was... Uh, it was a pretty quick phone call. Um, <laughs> the question was was uh, said bowler was going up to bowl, and in his approach, uh, the pin chaser in the back put a stick down into the pit to knock out a bowling ball, um, so it was moving around in the back, and uh, and and the question was whether like does the bowler get an opportunity to rethrow? Um, the answer is no. Uh, I mean, it's no different than a pin chaser walking out in the back or anything like that. Um, as long as the machine doesn't cycle or the pin doesn't move or anything like that, it doesn't, doesn't come in contact with the bowling ball or the pin or anything like that. Um, that's, that is a live shot. It's not a dead ball at all. So, um, yeah, really quick conversation,
3: but uh, I laughed when I got the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> well, was was it said, Bowler looking for another shot?
1: I don't know. Right. I don't know. It, it wasn't the gentleman that called me. Gentleman, <laughs> 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 sorry, it was Mitch Davies. I will take, <laughs> take that back. <laughs> uh, it wasn't. It wasn't his shot. So, um, and and it was called correctly. Uh, so I think it was just confirmation more than anything, but uh, yeah, yeah, it didn't sound like the other guy was looking for it, so just <laughs> wanted to make sure, I guess.
0: <laughs> um, Quite enjoying uh, my
1: Father's Day dinner. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I guess that's one thing that happened during Open Nationals too. The C five introduced their Hall of Fame class of 2019 was it tim
5: that's correct yes
0: if you wouldn't Uh, be taking over this segment since you are part of the board and
5: well i'm just i'm i'm just a representative of our province but uh (laughs) it was pretty cool to be honest with you um we didn't know how we would go over and it was really awesome seeing all the people that were Elected this year, we we're able to make it. So we had nine ladies and one man in in the uh, inaugural induction of the of the players, and then we had uh, three coaches and two builders. And unfortunately, the one builder can't make because she's uh, her health concerns are not so well. But um, really incredible. I I didn't. It was really awesome seeing the bios. Uh, I didn't really hit home to us. I don't think Adam or. Or any of you guys that were there until I think the champions room. They were, they brought them in there, have a few drinks with us. We got to socialize. We got to, you know, uh, you know, greet them and you know, congratulate them on everything. And just seeing everybody in that room and uh, seeing actually Lynn how absolutely break down in tears when he saw Dallas Turner uh, coming with her walker was absolutely. You never, I never, never saw that emotion. And uh, really cool that uh, somebody like Doug Mosdale from BC. It uh, wasn't part of the inaugural induction, but he was out there, and it just seemed like the old group was back. They kind of had that that kind of, I don't know, that little swagger or whatever. Bruce was there. Lynn was there. Diane when it came out. Um, so uh, that's on top of my head because I don't have that list. Uh, maybe Dexter can pull it up on the C5 website. But we had uh, we had for for b- bowlers, we had Helene Gamere from Quebec. Uh, we had Karen Armstrong, Karen Armstrong from Manitoba, Sandy Cockill Anderson uh, from Manitoba as well, Chris Monchart um, from Manitoba, and well, those three ladies were phenomenal Winnipeg bowlers for so many long years. Uh, Natalie Trudell from Quebec, Bruce Mortar, the only male bowler, and that's from Alberta. Uh, Connie Ward from Southern Ontario, Alyssa Spark from Saskatoon. Diane Violini, and then finally Barb McLaughlin and Hamilton from Northern and Southern Ontario. Uh, the coaches were Dallas Turner from Winnipeg, and she was the one who coached the many ladies' teams that did, were so dominant. Uh, we had Diane LaMarche from Quebec and our very own Lynn Howe from Edmonton that was there. And our builders uh, were Sheila Carr, uh, who I didn't know until being going to meetings. She's been in the executive since the 80s. So, I didn't know she was around that much and did all that work. And then uh, finally, Shirley Bird. And Shirley Bird from Saskatoon, she was uh, one of the creators of, who created the uh, IP, the Interprovincials. But unfortunately, her health is not doing so well. So we were inducted with the founding father or the inventor, Tommy Ryan, with the other five founding fathers from last year. So uh, pretty cool. Um, And then uh, it got some people talking and... Uh, pique some interest on on who's next, or they want to know who's next, and they want to see who gets in. So there's a little bit more of a. I know for sure Adam is working hard to get a part of the Hall of Fame, and I think a lot of us are maybe wanted to know how to get in. But um, so basically, if we talked about it before, it's based off of medals. Um, so gold, uh, silver, bronze, and uh, all-star medals, it also includes participation with a maximum of 10, and then you get points for that. Um, but in a huge spreadsheet, you have your single stats, you have your singles um, frames played, you have your averages, then you have your team team averages, you have your team points, uh, sorry, your sorry, individual points, your win percentage, your average, all that kind of stuff all lumped into a formula. So it's pretty in-depth, and uh, it's pretty cool. So... Uh, I just got the email today. Four, four players will be inducted yearly, um, or up to four, I'd say. And then you have uh, two coaches and one builder uh, per year. So are they putting um, an
0: age limit to the players, Tim?
5: I don't know. I don't honestly. I don't think. I see. I I was torn. I was looking at it. Um, my first when I first got the original uh, list of bowlers way back before we even did the, the top. Now this is me personally speaking, right? I, I saw a couple younger bowlers on there, and I thought, man, I, I does this make them a Hall of Fame? But then you look at the rest of the stuff, right? Does age? I don't know if age matters. I don't know if if because you have to hit a criteria, and you have to hit a point system. So if they already did it. At this age, that's pretty incredible to be honest with you. And I, I, whether they're gonna do it now or later, it's just a matter of time. So you can you can so they sent out today the uh, probably the next top ten bowlers that it probably could be eligible for. It. But that being said, each province can submit nominate their bowlers. So for example, like if I was looking at Albertas, just on top of my head, just not looking at the stats, Gino would be up there, I would assume. Right, Adam with his six golds now it would be up there. Um, then you got probably Jen with all her golds now and everything else like that and her, and her all-stars and stuff. Um, so I, we would have to look at the stats do on Tuesdays. So I got some work ahead of me before I leave the Vegas um, to send in those nominations. And then you got to look at your, your coaches, and the coaches is based off of uh, just gold, silvers, and bronzes, based off the C5 events. So that could be IP, Open um and you challenge and i know for a fact that i think one of our bowlers, one of our coaches i think jerry must be up there anderson she's coached a lot over the many years and i think she would probably be pretty close up there um and then you, then you have to look at builders i mean for alberta and you so there's so many builders out in so many provinces and i really hope um because i don't know a lot of them outside alberta even in alberta there's so many people that beyond our ages right i Really hope they do the, their homework on it, because um, I can think on top of my head there's many. But I mean, Don Sim from Alberta. You know, you got Frank Clark who did a lot of the technical stuff. Um, but even going down, there's the guy who made the rule book. I don't even know his name, but you know, he deserves to be have a like a nomination because he created that. That take a long time, and there's so many other people out there that I hope they just do their homework. I guess you can say, and put that forward. Uh, the The builders is tough because builders is based off nominations, right? Uh, at least the other stuff has criteria on it, right? So, if that all makes sense, and with my rambling. Yeah, that was the but, most logical. I think I've heard you talk in years. <laughs> <laughs> almost,
3: almost scripted. <laughs> <laughs> now, what, what, what? An absolutely phenomenal idea from from the Canadian five pin. Um, the uh, the 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 class that that went in as kind of the the initial uh, players from from this year. I, I was extremely thrilled to be there for it Um, some of the names that were there are just they're they're legendary in our sport Um, you know having a chance to to speak with most of them throughout the week as well uh, a lot of them came out um for for a little bit longer Um, you know for for myself you know my my personal legend is bruce like my my my, like he's my hero in the sport and to hear his voice for like three days in behind, mm-hmm. you know, cheering our team on and singles yeah. and stuff like that. Like it's um, yeah. absolutely phenomenal. I had a couple of real good conversations with uh, Chris Monchak and, um, and and uh, uh, Karen Armstrong as well. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, uh, some of these people that, that I really haven't seen for, for quite a while as well, or at least had a good conversation with. So, uh, what, what a phenomenal idea. I commend the C5. Uh, commend the C five also for um, allowing those people to come to um, uh, to the champions room uh, as well, and, and kind of give them that that little bit extra due uh, that they they all deserve. And uh, yeah, no, definitely looking forward to seeing how how the whole process works in the near future. Uh, my my worry for uh, for the Hall of Fame is to kind of dilute it. Mm-hmm. Um, by adding maybe too many people every year, um, I, I do love the criteria aspect of it, uh, w- which is definitely different than say the top hundred that was basically nominations and, and all that, which uh, I, I never truly understood why they did it brutal. way back then. Yeah, um, I, I'm interested to see when they do the next add to something like that, or what the next step is. Um, mm. I, I I think this is a great start.
5: Yeah. I, I agree with you, Adam. Like, uh, I, I think there has to be a threshold. I think there has to be maybe, I don't know, and this is something we've talked about when I've been part of the governance committee. It was, um, was okay, so are we doing up to four per year? I mean, but after a while, you're going to run out, of I think, not saying uh, great bowlers, you're going to run out of qualified bowlers, I think, right? And I, there has to be a, a point where you'd be like, all right, this is our point, right? And the the number they had was the hundred point number, and that was the combination of everything. Um, before, uh, I think not this nationals or the last nationals. I think there's 22 or 23 people above it. Um, now, whether they hit, I said, do you want? Well, maybe do they hit the hundred and and they are become hall of fame or become eligible for it, right? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, biggest thing, all of a sudden we going through all these people, and Maybe, maybe not saying they're not good bowlers, but maybe they're not Hall of Fame bowlers, right? Um, it all depends on, on your, I guess, on how, what you believe in, right? And, uh, or what your term of Hall of Fame is, right? And I, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, just kind of what you're saying, like, there was only 22 people I'd be technically qualified in 100 points. You do that, you do four people for 10 years, that's 40 people. You're not going to have, you're not, you're going to run out of people no. to nominate. No, but, but, but that's
1: but, but that's the great thing about the wording up to four. Yeah,
0: it yeah, means you you don't
1: you don't have to do four. No, that's I mean, that's
0: d- what I mean. Like you you don't yeah, definitely yeah. don't want to maximize that because, like Adam said, do you all of a sudden you start? I wouldn't say <clears> dilute it because probably everybody that's nominated for that Hall of Fame is definitely a great player. It just yeah. Do you want to have all of a sudden a hundred Hall of Famers in ten years or in? Twenty years,
3: like right yeah. now. That, that that's what I mean by dilute, right. right? Dilute might not be the right word, but like it, if you know, the five pin bowling world is going to use this as basically the that the highest honor that you can have in our sport, which it typically in most sports, Hall of Fame is. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe this could be that honor for our sport. Um, yeah, I I think it has to be held to an extremely high standard. And uh, maybe that 100-point threshold is kind of that standard, yeah. um, right? And, and maybe you do only offer one or two, you know, as a player, right? I, I think your builders could probably go for, you know, if you're only adding two or three a year type thing, that could probably mm. go 50 years. Like, well, they're f- phenomenal people that, that, that built this sport. But the player aspect of it, like even if you only offer one or two a year type thing, then, like, it, as long as it's a deserving honour, well, now, now here, here's my thing
5: with the players. There's couple couple things that maybe people aren't aware of. Sheila has only the stats from when the C five was created. So, for all those other older boulders like Fraser Hamley and all that, they don't have the point system to get up there. But Fraser is a phenomenal player, right? Nobody can, nobody will argue that Fraser does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, but his points say otherwise. Now this is where mm-hmm. the nominations work in, right? You can send a nomination in from Ontario province or even if, if we didn't have anybody to nominate from Alberta, let's say, and you can put it, put him forward with his, with his, uh, his stuff. That is another option where maybe you're not you know going off that list, but you're going off people that deserve it. And this is homework for people that have to do it properly. Builders, my problem with builders, and it's not the how it's done. Is that I really hope the provinces understand what uh, the builder is now. You, you can't just put in y, You can't put YBC in. You can't put in master bowlers. You can't put proprietor stuff. It has nothing to do with the C five, right? Um, it has to in, in some aspects because I mean a YBC coordinator is not nothing to do with the five pin association, right? Um, so that's my big worry is you're sending in your local bowler and, and maybe this is where down the road we start integrating those people in. Um, but right now they don't have nothing. They don't have the criteria. Some people that are nominated that I think would be for that fact. So they'd be really careful with that. Then, and, and speaking of the, the hundred threshold, there's a lot of people around 99, 98, 97 that might be, might be, you would think would be hall of famers like Mark Jackson, Right. Mark Jackson would be around there and Mark had a hell of a career, you know, and maybe he might be deserving, but, um, and, and there's also numbers. If you, I, I heard a number when we were in our meetings, uh, like Willie Orn, Willie Orn averaged like 270 one year and only won like four matches. And so his numbers went all the way down or something like that. And so, you know, if you think that he should have been up there, then, you know, but yeah, I agree with you guys on it. It's, that's my big worry with it as well.
1: I think if uh, if this is going to become like the highest honor like Adam is talking about, then it, it does need to start including those things at some point as well. It should include Masters and stuff like that too. And I understand why the C5 is doing a C5 Hall of Fame. But maybe we need a five-pin Hall of Fame, not a Canadian Five-Pin Association Hall of Fame.
0: That I, I, was my kind yeah. of
1: thought on it. Is yeah, that- I understand why the C5 is doing it. And, and kudos to them for starting that. Absolutely, but I mean the Hockey Hall of Fame includes, you know, all the, you know, Olympic yeah, yeah. golds and you know, World Junior golds and all that stuff, right? So, um, I think long term, if you want yeah. a true Hall of Fame, it
5: it should include that stuff as well. It, it it didn't at the beginning, but as time went on, they did it, right? So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I don't know. I don't. I think definitely masters needs to be a part of it. I I have a hard time other than the coaching and maybe the building aspect uh, for, from from Canada aspect. I don't I don't see, I can't see a, a player coming from from their events because there isn't really an event from them. Uh, unless unless you go back and you include TSN,
1: you know TSN CBC uh, stuff like that. I think should maybe be included, um, but other than that, they don't really have a. At the moment, anyway, is a, a top caliber, you know, sort yeah. of event.
0: Yeah, it. I think it's just tough, especially for C five. Just to say C five events for their Hall of Fame um, makes a lot of sense. But if you're trying to make a Canadian Hall of Fame, there's a lot of players that don't play the Open or don't play Masters. So, but they are definitely worthy of a Hall of Fame title, like Fraser Hamley. Like that is. That's something that if they're going to do like a Canadian hall of fame, somebody has to be looking into that. Cause there, there's plenty of players I know that don't play the open and for them never to be even thought of because they don't reach the points unless they get nominated by their province or their association is kind of a, an oversight almost, but
5: mm, yeah. I, I definitely like
0: I, the idea. That's for sure.
5: I definitely think, uh, I think the WCBT should be doing a hall of fame just that. And I, I and I, I think there's plenty of, I think there's plenty of uh, things down the road where you can probably do something like that. I, I tend to agree with that too, actually.
3: I think it'll just have to come to a big committee that, that kind of is dedicated to looking at, at all those facets and then making those decisions I yeah. uh, get get yeah. five or five or seven members uh, all across Canada. So you know the 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 those people that are really integrated into the community um, have some of those old school contacts who who do you know have all those old records. I I think the biggest thing that challenges our sport is the lack of stats, their historical stats. Um, like it, 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 it boggles my mind that these are not everywhere in every province on every website. Um, I don't know. They're, they're, there's so much history out there. It's uh, just a matter of, of putting the time towards it. So
0: that's, um, that's one thing, Tim or Adam or Dexter, or any of you guys that were there, um, did they happen to video the induction?
5: They, they try to. And the Sheraton uh, had a problem with it or something.
0: They had a problem of them videoing their own... Not,
5: no, no, the Sheraton, the, they, they wouldn't like, let them log in on their Wi-Fi or something right. like that.
0: Right, They didn't have to live stream it, though. They could have just videoed it for later.
5: You probably, probably are correct there. I, I had a few gins in me, so I didn't end up doing it. Uh...
3: I, I truly <laughs> hope somebody did. Because that that would be a it, yeah. missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah.
5: I don't I'm know. Sure I'm sure somebody did. Yeah,
3: I, I'd I'd be shocked if it's not out there somewhere.
5: Greg <laughs> was yelling at me during it rudely, so I. I, I, <laughs> uh,
3: I over, few, um, he got over, on the
5: podcast. Over the podcast. So- over the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: you said you. <laughs> I said not to bring that up on here.
1: There was some, there, you know, at Nationals, it was really cool because we got to talk to a lot of people that listened to the podcast. So thank you all for listening. Um, we got to hear from a lot of people who would be interested on in the podcast. And 10 out of 10, the most butthurt was the guy on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and openly admitted, butter.
2: Yeah. Might have used that term.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: no. Loosely. Loosely. Very loosely. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. No. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. I, I couldn't believe, like, uh, John Walsh listens to it. Uh, yeah. I didn't, couldn't believe John does. And I know a bunch of the Maritimers from uh, New Brunswick and Nova Scotia do. And I was like, I, I don't – what else are you guys doing? Like, don't we have better things to do than listen to us? Okay. But I they enjoy it so uh so the the
1: funny story for all of this we were uh we were going into the banquet and uh i was trading shirts with somebody uh, because i think it was varian varian wanted to trade shirts so i had brought a shirt down to uh to the banquet and uh um kathy langlaw came running up to me full full tilt right after she had traded shirts with tim so now she She's got a Tim Wiseman shirt in her sack in her hand, And it's like, she's like, Do you want to trade shirts? I'm like, what? what? Like, do you want to trade shirts? It's like, what are you what are you talking about? You have one already. He's, she's like, no, no, you're the better one. I want your shirt. So so, <laughs> like, so, so I took Tim's shirt and traded it to Barry and, which is also funny in the history of things. And, but but Kathy swore me to secrecy. Um, and then I was like, no, but i got to say something. She's like, on podcast? So here you are, Kathy. <laughs> Thanks for the story.
3: <laughs> so, uh, Kathy, when are you moving home? <laughs> <laughs> and, and sorry, guys, just to get back to the uh, the Hall of Fame stuff, I, I also wanted to give a huge shout out to, uh, to, to the Manitoba uh, Five Pin as well for those stories that they put out. Uh, those videos, if you guys haven't watched yes. them yet, they're absolutely phenomenal. Uh, had a chance to watch the one on uh, Karen as well as Sandy. Uh, phenomenal job, guys. I believe that's Ken Wilson, I think. Yeah, I believe I so Wilson. as well. But just, yeah. just the, the, the whole group that, uh, that that put their time and efforts into those, yeah. absolutely incredible. Thank you.
0: And where are they I posting those, post. Adam? Uh, I Manitoba believe it's
3: five. on the Manitoba 5. They, they've been shared around uh, quite a bit, which is really nice, but... The five um, pin universe has been sharing them.
1: Um, I think Ken Wilson should be in charge of their, their like, media out in, in, uh, in Manitoba. He's been doing phenomenal stuff lately. So,
5: yeah.
2: Yeah, they were really well done.
5: <coughs> Speaking of Manitoba, uh, Ryan O'Callaghan also mentioned to us on Wednesday when we were down there he's like, oh, you guys are here? No podcast? <laughs> yeah,
1: I got, I, got a, I got a text message just week being like, "Oh, you guys win a national championship, and you guys are too good to do a podcast now." <laughs> pretty, pretty funny. Pretty funny.
5: I just can't believe Varying has my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I,
4: I have. I I'm sure <laughs> he can. <do> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs>
3: Still can't win on Sunday. Uh,
0: so, <laughs> oh, Greg, uh, we'll move on to the segment for a guest. Uh, Who is your bowling mentor?
2: <laughs> this is going to sound really corny, but it's actually my dad. Oh, really?
4: <laughs> Everybody yeah. else. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, um, if it wasn't for him, I definitely wouldn't be as good of a bowler as I am. Um when I was, like, three, four, five years old, he'd always take me to the bowling alley, and I'd watch him bowl, and then he, when he was done league, like, I'd throw for an hour or so. Like, he would sometimes pick me up from school on my lunch break, take me practicing, so. And uh, he's been on TSN, like, yeah, if, like I said, it was if it wasn't for him, I definitely wouldn't be, you know, as successful in bowling as I have been, so.
5: Now now your grandpa was just as good a bowler, too, wasn't he?
2: Yeah, unfortunately i never I wasn't around to see him in his prime, so mm-hmm. but, hmm. uh, yeah.
0: what's your favorite
2: tournament? uh favorite tournament favorite WCB, WCBT tournament no, okay. Probably Oh I
0: got
2: you I got you Never mind uh, would be um, red deer. Um, for obvious reasons, um, I usually do pretty well there. And it's a great time. Um, you know, I like all of them, but I would say Red Deer is my favorite. Um, and I do love the Open Nationals. Like, I love seeing everyone from all over Canada. So that's always a good time. Uh, yeah, uh,
1: what- I am shocked you didn't say Timmins. How do you not list him? <laughs>
2: oh, well, you know, Tim. I definitely love Timmins too. <laughs> I hope
1: like, you've got your uh, I hope you've got your next shift prepaid already, otherwise you're not getting in now, so
2: Oh I know, yeah. Like the next day I had to pre book all three shifts.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: too bad they don't have four. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's like your personal ETM. Well, yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I need to do well in Timmins to foot the bill for all my WCBT shifts. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely lost half my winnings in Regina.
0: <laughs> A lot of people lost the, most of their winnings in Regina. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, what's been your toughest match?
2: Toughest match? Oh. It's hard to think of. Um I've had quite a few tough matches. Um, I'll start with my most memorable one. I remember when I was um, 17, I was playing the Scottsdale Classic uh, the year that I won it. Um, I remember playing Mike Warren. I don't know if it was like the round of eights or fours, but I remember shooting 1089 to his 965 or whatever, and he was not happy with me. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that's pretty memorable
3: surprised it wasn't the final yeah Uh, mikey Mikey likes seconds (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) um that same tournament i ended up winning the final match by one pin against bob herman um I can't even it's so long ago now I can't remember what it came down to if I finished or he finished, but yeah, it was like eight forty four to eight forty three triple, I believe.
5: I think he hung a um, corner or something like
2: that. I probably just blacked out to be honest. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <Sorry>.
1: <laughs> that that sounds like Scottsdale. Yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah there's a few blackouts there I, uh, I, went, I went up and uh, I went to the bar in Scottsdale and she's like oh hey Tim I haven't seen you in forever how's it going you want to start a tab I'm like it's uh. <laughs> been <laughs> <laughs> like five years
0: <laughs> um so what bowling equipment do you use Greg
2: I use soft roll missiles and I have the Dexter tanks. Um, and I know a lot of people have the same problem with those Dexter tanks where the heel or the slider right underneath cracks. I think, Tim, you have them? Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, it's a really common problem with them. Yeah. Looking into getting some new shoes.
5: I think I'm, I'm going customs, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are doing that nowadays.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's just more economical for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't afford to buy $300 bowling shoes every every year.
5: And $70 yeah. sliders, right?
0: No. Yeah.
3: Yeah, exactly. Ridiculous.
0: Uh, do you have anything left on your bucket list that you want to do in five pin bowling before you decide to hang up the shoes or just go to Timmins and win it every year? <laughs>
2: Um. Yeah, I'd like to eventually start playing Masters again. Um, I don't play Masters right now. It's just um, doesn't make sense for me. But, you know, if things change, I'd like to definitely get back into that. Um, it always, uh, it's no fun watching the stats. It'd be a lot more fun to be there. So hopefully I'll get back into that. I'd like to maybe try and win a singles title through Masters or, you know, a team title there but definitely chasing the team gold at, uh, opens nationals. I think I've played on the team the last nine years. So still hungry for that gold medal.
0: <laughs> you guys have gotten really close a lot of times. So,
2: yeah, yeah. So hopefully one day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess this is a question that was sent to me a couple weeks ago. Um, Tim might be a little bit biased on this. I'm not too sure, but what do you consider more prestigious, uh, Masters singles gold or Open singles gold? Hmm. Well,
5: I'll I'll, I'll speak of this first. <laughs> I I don't know. I actually I, I think just making you know not having Adam kick me out and maybe making Open National singles once would be great. I, I think for us out of Alberta, I think it's harder I think just winning the singles title of Alberta. <coughs> I think that's pretty incredible as it is already. I mean Masters is tough for us and the open's tough for us. Either way you look at it, I think. I think uh Masters Nationals for singles, I think is you're gonna have your quality bowler always be at the top, I think. Um and I, I, I think the open singles sometimes can be a crapshoot, I think, a little bit, right? You're going to have your strong, you know, like, I think it depends on on the on how it works out, right? But I I, I don't know. I, I, I think open singles would be, I think, tougher for me um, or be more for us. I think it'd be their master singles. It's tough to get out of the province, and I feel honored to be a master single again, but I... I, I just look across the provinces and I see the participation in master singles or masters for a tournament. Um, like when BC only has ten people, or you know, Saskatchewan has seven or eight. You know, it it doesn't it doesn't seem as much of a value to me um, on a national scale as it is. I think more of a provincial scale is more value to me. It if that makes sense. I just I I, I find it tougher to. I'm not saying that the bowlers, I mean I could come in seventh as match play. I don't know, right? I mean just it all depends, but I, I think open singles is tougher, I think. Just way more variables.
1: I, I tend to agree <laughs> um, at least in Alberta, uh, and I need to reiterate that, at least in Alberta. but I don't know, you, you have to be we have, we have some really, really unbelievably difficult zones to make teams. It's hard to make a team in Edmonton. It's hard to make a team in Calgary, you know? Um, Central. Absolutely, it's hard to make a team in Central, even a mixed team. Um, and then, uh, but but then from there, you, sorry. From, from there, you have, to, you have to play so well to be in the top three, and then you have to be so well to be in the top five at, at Provincials, um, and then again at nationals its just it's just there's so many times you have to be so on top of your game right away for to, to be a national champion in the open um, and there's no throwaways you know you, you you can't you have a bad tournament for the open you're not in that situation whereas masters at least provincially you have a bad tournament you you could still throw it away right so um, I don't know i tend to i tend to agree that the open is um even though masters you are generally facing a lot of the very very upper end of all the bowlers but i I think that just having to go through those extra steps and being on top of your game immediately um I think the open tougher
5: I also think you know maritimes are not part of it I mean you don't have p i you don't have Nova scotia. Right, and and yeah, uh, you, you don't you don't face a John Walsh, right? You don't face somebody from like Freddie Tofflemire, or somebody out other other masters on that. Yeah, we're hoping that changes. Yeah, though. yeah, we're yeah. hoping that yeah. changes. So,
3: yeah, yeah. Well, d- difficult question. To to be honest, I, I've had the opportunity to play both. Um, I I think that your your guys' points are extremely valid. I. I definitely think at the Masters National level, I, I think it's it, it's probably a difficult, more difficult task to win uh, a Masters National uh, singles title. Uh, to get through the provincial levels of the Open, I believe, is much tougher, um, and uh, get to a national. Uh, I, I think there's probably a good two-thirds that have a, an extremely realistic chance of, of going all the way um, with a, a couple kind of unknown players that that, uh, that could easily run through. Um, everybody has earned their spot to get there, um, so you never take anybody lightly by any means. Um but I, I think the Masters national title at the national level is diff- more difficult to to probably win. And you and you also have uh, if you do get the top three, uh, you end up playing a uh, best two out of three, yeah. right? So um, a bit, bit of a different format. If you get plow plow crazy in a, a singles match, uh, you're probably not getting through. You might get lucky in a Masters and come back and win the next two matches. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, well, <laughs> I don't play
2: Masters. I played it once. Um, it's uh, a lot different in Northern Ontario how we run it, um, which is part of the reason why I don't play it. Um, so we do three tournaments um, we do like a Master Banum midwinter and I think it's Master Junior. And each zone um, bowls their tournament in their own center wherever they live. So someone in Timmins is bowling all three uh, tournaments in Timmins, whereas here in Thunder Bay I'd have to bowl one at each center. And I don't know if you guys were at um, Masters Nationals last year. I'm sure, you know, that like Galaxy Lanes is pretty tough. It's definitely no Timmins. Um, so... Uh, provincially, it's I just find it's not it's not representative of who should actually win um, to go to Masters Nationals. Um, but I agree with Adam. Like once you're there, I think it'd be harder to win uh, the title. Like it's match play. Um, you could run. You could you know run into guys who are hot. Whereas it opens, if you're bowling well, you're likely going to win. Like you're going to get that top seed, and you're going to have to be beat twice. Um, it'd also be nice to see, like you said, the Maritime provinces part- participate in Masters. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I guess it's how you view it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think they're... Evil. Well, here, let, let, let...
3: Oh, sorry, go ahead, Harry, Go ahead. Oh,
0: no, go right ahead, Adam.
3: Uh, I was going to say, well, let, let me kind of pose this question to you. So, um, Aaron R... Ar- had won back-to-back Masters singles titles. Uh, I had the opportunity to win back-to-back Open singles titles this year. Uh, what are your thoughts on which were harder mm-hmm. to probably get? Uh, my my personal view is, Aaron's was in, infinitely harder to win back-to-back Masters. Personally, I think that.
5: Uh, I think so. In uh, I think so. In the province we're in right uh, and and I say that because to qualify out of our province is absolutely amazingly tough with the great quality of bowlers we have he's not given that shot he, he it's for each of us we have a, a small chance every year to make that shot right that being said like I said you go know, to some other provinces and only have 10 people playing right and you know maybe five of them are quality that's a 20 percent chance of making the next level every year Right, that's where I kind of I, I think Aaron, after playing twice, yeah, it's tough like i I can't say, but you also be have to be lucky in a way too. I faced you know Mike McNamara for two straight years, and I think I was six and0 oh against it in my average 340 I did, and then i i couldn't I couldn't beat Jeff Stevens and my life depended on me right it just it's, I think it's luck in a way that way too, just right person right time. Match play, yeah. I don't know, it's a good question. I think I do think you're right with that, with Aaron, though.
0: Yeah, I guess the way I look at it, I think they're, they're both equally tough, and like you guys all pointed out great um examples of each way why one would be tougher than the other. Um, but I think the question was more like, what would you feel better winning? the open singles or the master singles, more prestigious, right? And I I think my personal opinion is, from my viewpoint, the masters. Um, Just because like like you said, out of our province it's it's extremely tough to get even onto the team, if not making the singles. Um, And then taking down a national field of the best player out of that province, Albeit it may be only ten players that they competed against, but it's probably ten extremely tough players. Um, where where the open, you could be third out of your zone in Alberta, and then you could have a hot ten games and get the top seed, and you have to be beaten twice. Like it always it, ha- it, it happens. always happens. We all know that. <laughs> but I think your options to get out of the province are a lot better through the open. And then going into it, it's not match play you just you continually throw games that keep boosting your number um i don't know i guess that's just the way i look at it i think the masters just seems more prestigious in the end but don't get me wrong if i went my whole whole career never made a master singles but i made one open singles i'd be over the moon about it that's for sure but
5: I agree with you. I'm just happy with one. I don't. I don't yeah. know how Adam feels with with four, but <laughs> I'm just happy with one. Yeah. Very,
3: very fortunate is how I feel.
0: Yeah. Uh, any other topics you guys got?
3: Well, I I, I had a question for Greg.
0: Yeah. I guess yeah.
3: kind of, kind, of, kind of along the lines of you know, the, the the guest questions and everything as well. Uh, you, you've been around this game forever. Uh, you've played extremely high level forever. Um, what would you like to see as an improvement in our sport? Hmm. That's a tough one. <laughs>
5: um,
2: just um, probably more, like, I mean, we're doing well with the coverage now, like WCBT live streams, and then they're live streaming the Opens. But I I found it was, like, a big hit to lose TSN. Like, we don't have that anymore. I would just like to see it, like, you know, thrive more, um, more coverage, get it out there more. Um, I think we're on the right track. But, yeah, just make it, you know, I'd like to see numbers improve. You know, I love this game. I just don't want to see it die, so maybe just more coverage to like try and get the numbers up.
0: Uh, I guess moving on with that in mind, what do you guys think of, uh, I'm biased on this obviously, but the WCBC starting this Ryder cup style event on the Friday to, um, live stream and bring a different, um, aspect to the sport. Like, um, if people don't know, the Ryder Cup is a golf tournament played America against Europe where they um, play, like, best ball, match play, um, stroke play, and stuff like that, um, earning points all the way to decide who's the winning team. Do you guys feel that something like this can work or more of a gimmick, I guess?
5: Tell you what, it' worth a shot. I'm pretty excited to play it. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, I don't Greg can make it because, well, because of the travel, it doesn't make any sense for him to come all the way out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm, I'm excited for it. I don't look good I, in, I don't look good in neon
3: colors, but I mean, I'll live with it and <laughs> go from there. I, like, like I think there is a, like a small gimmicky factor to it, but it, it, it it's true event and it's true players. Right, so they, they, these are literally the best that have been on tour, um, or, or you, you know, top thirty on tour. You, you can have two teams built on those those teams. Um, the the events should be a lot of fun. Uh, they might be kind of gimmicky to play in, to be honest. But I, I think for from a view point of a viewership, uh, I think it's going to be exciting. Uh, I, I hope the the coverage side of the live stream uh, really brings out. You know some of the event. I, I hope some of the character, the players comes out uh, because I, I definitely feel that could be a bit of an issue in a, a singles match where people are just throwing balls, right? I, I I I think there's so much good that can come out of this uh, as a bit of a side event to uh, to the tour championship. Uh, I I certainly can't wait to play in it, and uh, I, I know there's uh, a lot of people that are in the same boat.
0: Yeah, I think. Like you're mentioning the the singles matches, um, they the WCBT is incorporating a few of them, but I think having nine other guys and your captains behind you cheering on those matches, it's not like you're out there by yourself kind of thing. I think that's going to keep uh, invested interest in every shot, right?
3: Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see the full format. And uh, you know, I've seen some of the uh, some of the captains' names that are out there, and um, you know, some some legendary you know members of of the the Western Canadian community here bowling, and uh, yeah, I I I I don't get excited about bowling events too often. And when this first came up in one of our previous podcasts as a as a thought to to change that that uh, pins game format, uh. It instantly became very, very excited to to see how it all plays out.
1: It's just something no, different am- and unique and just something that's never been done before. <clears throat> so why why don't we do it? I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be lots of fun. <clears throat> Is it gimmicky? Uh, I, I don't know. Like, why, why? I don't know. No different than going to the 10-pin and having, like, just a... You know, a plastic ball event. You know, is it gimmick. No, it's a, it's a different sort of scenario. But um, yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I, I want to know who's on my team. I want to know when I get picked. Make sure. I see if I get picked before Tim.
3: Wait, when does all that happen?
0: Uh, once all the names are finalized and captains are finalized. Okay. Are we talking
3: like a, like a week before type scenario?
0: No, this hopefully by middle of July, we will know all the situations because we have to order shirts and everything like that. Right.
4: Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, If any of the listeners are interested, um, obviously it will be live streamed and the WCBT is still currently looking for sponsors. If they're corporate, personal, whatever, um, we are close, or sorry, I shouldn't say we, the WCBT is very close to um, reaching its goals for that fundraising. And um, it's only going to make the event even better if we can um, showcase all these, all these sponsors on the shirts, the advertising during the live streams, um, there'll be commercial breaks, there'll be commentary. Like, we're really, really throwing as much as we can at this to... Um, hopefully we can bring viewership during the live stream hopefully everybody across Canada tunes in to watch <laughs> the very first Ryder Cup style event, 5-pin uh, bowling and um, showcasing like Adam said um, all the players playing it will probably be out of the top 30 of the Western Canadian bowling tour So, it's, uh, it's definitely going to be something else
5: I think it'd be really cool if there was live interviews or something like that going on between between matches and between games.
0: Oh, trust me. We got lots of, lots of ideas, and we're just working out the kinks. <laughs> the, the hard part is poor Jen and Blair, because, I mean, everybody else is bowling. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're definitely going to be looking for people that want to volunteer and help out. Um, but, like, a, a lot of it... Uh, there's singles matches. There is obviously some team matches and stuff like that. But me and Mark won't be busy all, all all the time, so we'll still be able to help out and keep stuff going. So,
4: Yeah.
2: I know I'm excited to watch it. I wish I lived <laughs> closer so I could be there. <laughs> yeah, no
0: doubt. If only we could find some way for it to be monetary um, that would make sense for you. You and Mitch and um, Brett Hendrickson, and a lot of those guys that were close, if not into the top 20 and stuff like that, to make the trip out, right?
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I mean, if it, you know, financially, if it made sense, I'd be there in a
5: heartbeat. Yeah. Now, Carrie, okay. you can you can let people know that the main event, there is money to be had. Oh, yeah. You know, there is.
0: Um, it's obviously yeah. growing every year. Like, um, was it three years ago our prize pool was roughly around six thousand dollars uh last year it was ten thousand dollars this year it's over eleven thousand dollars and like the winner could be walking away with like fifty five hundred dollars and the minimum they're walking away with is three grand right it's it's getting to the point that it's almost um worth it just to show up and take the risk right like it's it's a free entry for the ones that qualify and um the very first match you can you can walk away with three four hundred dollars and yeah you might lose but it's still three four hundred dollars
3: one in twelve shot for three grand yep yep without an entry fee
0: and a chance Mm -hmm. to be showcased on a video platform that you never know; it might be the next TSN, the next CBC, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Um, it, and and the inclusion of the the rider format, if it uh, takes off year over year, and you know, it's yeah. Uh, yeah, just just getting your game out there for for people to see. It's I don't know; it, it, it's it's one of those kind of semi life changing kind of moments for for some of these you know the younger players especially. Right, first time they kind of get out there in the in the world, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, the next WCBT event, you know, you've got a couple extra guys coming up, talk to you, hey, how's it going? Hey, great match out there. Uh, carried yourself well. And then all yeah. of a sudden, they, your confidence grows, right? And it's a, it, it's, a, it's really, it's, it's a jumping board mm-hmm. um, for, for some of these players that it, it's an opportunity you really can't not take.
5: Yeah. Adam, I, I can sit... Curtis Dunas, prime yeah. example.
3: Yeah, there, yeah,
5: right? absolutely. Yeah, national national champ, right? And he, I, I think him. He actually said when he played this, he was obviously nervous, like all of us. You know, you get that the roster a little bit when you walk down there and the cameras on you. But he actually watched the video and he changed his style a little bit because he said, "I was I was throwing the wrong area, I was throwing the ball wrong, and I worked on over the summer to get that that back." Right, so pretty cool
0: yeah um me being fortunate to be in the first two years and getting a chance to play in it again this year i my whole whole season is just working up to get onto this the tour championship right i'm yeah it's nice to bring home money maybe hopefully a title during the wcbt but i want to i want to take down that tour championship that's something that nobody else can take away from you that's um only two other people or Yes, three three other people have have their name on that trophy. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I and maybe it's because I'm a part of it and helped develop it, but I I think it's it's something it's cool. to be one. Yeah.
5: How many How many players played this year on tour? Different players.
0: Different players.
5: Not including members, right? Yeah, um, a ton. A ton. It was, or, it was You ridiculous. mean
1: just, just members? Is that what you mean, Tim? No, just or in general. Mean, there, 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 oh. there's,
5: a lot, there's a lot of variables out there, right? The points, you know, and yeah. with those other non-members in there and there's members in there, Taking it, points it, there's, a, there's a ton of different variables out there that make it, you know, memorable.
0: Yeah, yeah like, yeah. Um, I think people would be really surprised. Over the last four years, I think there was over 330 different individuals that have competed in these four events. And for only 70, I do believe it was 72 of them to be members, and more than, more than half of those people play at least two tournaments, um, maybe it's just not financially feasible for them to show up in August to play the, t- the Tour Final, but I just I don't understand how people aren't becoming members um, for a shot to win, win that extra trophy, and with the more membership, the, the prize money just keeps going up, right?
3: Uh, I think it's just a matter of time. It it, it really is going. to, I think kind of blow up in in a, in the best possible way. Uh, we we kind of see it growing and growing and growing. I just have a feeling at some point it's just going to explode, right? And then all of a sudden, you know that that membership goes up to you know one hundred and twenty or so, something like that, right? It's yeah. there there there's too much good out there and, and promotion of this sport, promotion of the players. It's there, there's too much uh, not to be a part of this. Uh, it, even as a non bowler to be a part of it, right? Anybody who wants to see this, this sport grow, especially in the Western Canadian side of it. Uh, now we're getting all the, the, you know, high quality players from Eastern Canada. Uh, it's just a matter of time until it's feasible for maybe some of the Maritimers to come down or uh, maybe we get a couple guys from Northwest territories popping down for an event or two. It's just, mm-hmm. it, it's only going to keep growing, and, uh, again, you know, I'll, I'll commend, you know, five pin Universal, I'll commend WCBT for, for all the efforts, uh, all, all the individual tour stops. Um, you know, th- this doesn't happen without you guys. And, uh, you know, as, as somebody like myself, who's, who's benefited from, uh, not necessarily being on boards, um, or being a part of a, a whole lot of the tournament committees, but still being able to play in some of these events, um, yeah, you know, thank you.
0: Yeah, it definitely doesn't um it doesn't become what it is without the proprietors and everything. And just look like Timmins invitational is growing every year. Midland now has a tournament. Um the club tour is always um fairly doing or doing fairly well. And the NBT now, like these tours are going to continue growing and it's only a matter of time where this becomes hopefully like a national tour idea and maybe not. Well, I'm still good at bowling or maybe Adam or whatever, but eventually hopefully this becomes where somebody can make it their, their livelihood, right?
5: Mm-hmm.
0: You never so wait, know.
5: Here, Here's so, my, here's my thing. And it's my own personal opinion. The reason why this tour is seceding is because everybody who's involved like yourself and Mark and whoever else carry is doing it for the love of the game, right? It's for the love of the game. It's not about the monetary, you know, um, as in get, getting money from running the tour or not anything like this. My biggest, my biggest worry down the road is that there's people out there looking to grasp on uh, to get their their own agendas pushed forward or get, be part of the, you know, get a piece of the pie. And we can say, no, there, there is no, like that is the great part about this. Right. And, you know, um, I'm, I'm going to a meeting this week, these meetings next week. And I I feel our uneasiness always going to these meetings because you never know what you're going to get out of them. Right. Um, Well, we, we know what we get out of the WCBT, right. We know what we get out of the MBT. Right it's it's always there there's no 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 political red team so yeah that's what i that's what i enjoy
0: yeah i think uh, i'm sure pretty much everybody knows but yeah like the wcbt doesn't take a penny of this this all goes back to the bowlers the membership um the advertising everything goes back out it's n- nobody gets a cut of any money um and that was the whole point of starting it right Let's let's mm-hmm. put the money back into where it deserves to be, and start promoting the sport that, like Greg said, lost TSN, lost CBCs, um, and the sport was was declining. And hopefully, with us doing this, the professional side turns around and brings the numbers back up inside the bowling centers. Right.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: And I think ever since the WCbt started, like the tournament numbers are just going up, like to over two hundred entries in a tournament, like consistent. I've been bull bo- yeah, like it's <clears throat> it's pretty good right now, yeah.
0: yeah yeah when you when you can get two hundred players show up and a lot of them at least two or or not two hundred players, two hundred entries, you're getting one hundred and thirty players to show up and a lot of those guys mm-hmm. two shifted, three shifted the mm-hmm. local players not so much, but that's what the the tour was built for the touring players, right? That's what the championships for. It's for the guys that go around and support all all the events and put their money where their mouth is to try and showcase mm-hmm. how good they are, right? Do you,
5: yeah. do you feel do you feel it's sort of like the U.S. Open in a way, or like you know, or something like that? And in terms of your pros are going to be there, right? But a lot of your casual amateur players are trying to make that field just to play with the pros or have that chance of glory, right? And that's sort of what I feel, especially when I go to TPC, and Mark Miller is always talking about his local players and having spots for them, right? And, you know, that's why this is the top 40, right? Just to get them into that experience or that thing, right? And I I know there's certain bowlers out there who say, you know, I made that cut that one time, and we're like, well, we made the cut, you know, like Mm -hmm. how many times, right? But that being said, that means probably more to them than us making a cut ever, right? So...
0: I I think it helps where, like you said, these touring pros are playing in a league in that center or with the locals or whatever. And they're talking to the locals and they're like, well, you should try out. And there's these satellite events or these one ball events that these local players can win. They get their chance to go play in it and they get a taste of what's, what's going on in these events. Like, um, heritage is a prime example. They hold one ball events for their, uh, their leagues to get qualifying spots and a lot of local players they come up to myself or gino or eric and they're talking about the heritage traditional even though it's six months down the road four months down the road right it's something Mm -hmm. they look forward to and um i wouldn't say maybe it is a fever it's starting to catch on a lot of people are getting that that hankering to play and that i love that part of it
5: yeah it's pretty cool. when We go down Thursday nights, and all our local, you know, laners are out there asking, "Hey, how'd you guys do?" Like Bill McDermott. Like he, they, they all show up for the invitationals now. They all know who's
3: playing, and who's not, right? So, um, pretty cool. Well, it helps having all these little satellites too, right? Where you can get in for you know forty bucks. Right, and uh, not only just on the scratch side, but uh, the POA side, right? So at least you're offering that to you know two or three extra players every single shift, Uh, and then all of a sudden you got an extra ten entries. Number one, you're building the 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 numbers to the event, which is phenomenal, right? But you're also allowing some of these maybe fringe players to have a bit of a taste and and try to get to that next level as well. It's it's phenomenal.
0: Yeah. Uh Exactly. All right. Um, well, Greg, I'd like to thank you for finally coming on. We've asked you twenty-five times, and <laughs> you finally said yes. Such a good guy. Wow. <laughs> well, thanks for having me.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: well, all, well, we all we saw was his forehead, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no worries. Awesome. Thanks, Greg, yeah. for your input. And uh, we hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, if you have any suggestions for any topics or any input or want to correct us on what we said is wrong, just contact us on Facebook at <laughs> 5 Pin universe
3: And all, all those, those members, that uh, all the, the, the listeners from you know, the Open that came up and talked to each one of us, uh, submit, a, submit a question to us. Right? We maybe we can just do a just a pure Q and A, you know, forty-five minute fifty minute session, just Q and A. That's out there. Uh, we we know you're out there now. Um, become a part of this. So this is really more for for the audience than, than us. Um, so so get get your questions, your comments. We uh, we love listening to them. Yeah.
0: We're, we're we'll see you in three gonna weeks. Get, <laughs> we're going to eventually get sick and tired of talking about the same old stuff. So please bring up some new yeah. topics for us. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, thanks guys.
1: Uh-huh. Thanks
0: everybody.
2: Thanks, Greg. Thanks. Thanks, Greg. Thanks. Thank you.